Blog Talk Radio. This week's Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash Dungeon Crawlers Radio to start your free trial membership. No, we're we're not doing that one. We'll just we'll just do the usual thing when Flagoon is running the case and just do Hi, this is Ed Greenwood. You're listening to Dungeon Crawls Radio and Crawl Baby Crawl. And that is all you need for an introduction for us. Am I correct? Yes. So welcome all, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy early Halloween if you are listening to this live at Epic Puzzles well, while we're here at Epic Puzzles and Radio ah. I can't talk today. I'm sorry. So, at Epic Puzzles and Games, welcome, welcome all. Um, we were originally planning on doing a uh, pre-recorded uh, interview with Dan Wells, but sadly that interview got sucked into the ether somewhere on Revan's computer or into the blog talk, whatever, and we don't know where it is. And so it's me and Joe today. Yay! I can barely hear you, Joe. Uh, is it? I, I think that might be the uh, uh, the slightly. Okay, cheap. so yeah, there was a reason why that cord was separated from all the other cords. No, it was just being bad. Okay. All right. It's grounded. So welcome to Dungeon Crawlers Radio. This uh, is uh, Great Mighty and Powerful Lord Plagoon. It's a guy named Joe. You're still welcome. Yes, and. Uh, Zakora is still sadly out. Uh, she's, uh, the, I guess those, those, those plan. No, wait. Actually, she said she's uh, hanging out with a Joker this weekend. Probably. So she's. I didn't hear anything about it. So it's. Yeah, she's hanging out with the Joker. Uh, Drew, where Drew? Uh, let's see here. What can he be doing? Um, I think uh, his cat was walking across his uh, his keyboard, and he inadvertently deleted it, and the X2 chip transported him into the internet. You it lost you again. I think we need to just swap out your your mic altogether or your your mic cord altogether. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna turn Joe down for a second. Not that we could hear him beforehand. So that's that's what's going on with Drew. He's actually getting sucked into the he got sucked into the internet. I, I he might come back with superpowers. Who knows? Um and then uh Revan uh, he's still trying to clean out the dead intern out of the uh, out of the uh, out of the back cave. Uh, he found two more bodies, and uh, it just it just does not smell very good. So that is what's going on, and that's uh, that's where we're at. Uh, I don't know if you missed me last week, but uh, I was oh I am getting wow I got a lot of things. Oh yeah, so this is what happens when we don't have things planned. All righty. So Joe is getting himself reset up with something. I don't know if they gave any sort of reason as to why I wasn't here last week. Did they say anything while I wasn't here? I'm pretty sure somebody made up something. I'm not really into that sort of thing, so... Oh. You're just too cool for that? Me? No, I just kind of don't bother with it anymore. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yes, we can... My, my shtick is something else entirely, so, you know. Yeah. 
So, yeah, again, we are uh, broadcasting live from Epic Puzzles and Games. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything you want to talk about geek-wise, uh, give us a call at 66-226-1475. You can also reach us at info at Dungeon Crawlers Radio. That's our newfangled email address. Or modern, we'll say it's modern-fangled. Modern-fangled? It's a modern-fangled email address. You can also reach <laughs> us at Twitter at DCR underscore show. That's our Twitter handle. You can also reach us on the Google Plus, and uh, you can download archives of our shows straight from Blog Talk Radio, straight from DungeonCrawlersRadio.com, or the iTunes and uh, Stitcher and all the all the usual sources where you can get podcasts. So that's you know, got to got to go through the the usual motions. Got to remind people where to find us if they're not finding us right now. Yep. Okay. Lots, no. of, lots of fun stuff going on. And you can also check us out on the uh, Facebook thing. Mm-hmm. We'll be uh, uh, filtering through that every now and again, randomly, when one of us has a spare moment to uh, yeah. peruse the interweb. Yep, and any any exciting geek news that we have, we always throw out to the social media, because, you know, people need to know about this stuff. So, speaking of which, actually, um, I wanted to bring up... Yes. Because there was... Um, Oh, come on. Now it chooses not to respond. Now it is not. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so there's going to be a... um, Messages, messages, messages. Sorry, we were just alerted to to an event, and I just wanted to help put the word out. He says, getting slowly away from his mic. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, so, we are. Uh, FantasyCon is uh, going to be uh, hosting a um, hosting a cosplay ball down at uh, Club X tomorrow night, I believe. So that'll be Friday, um, the, the official thirty first. Um, I believe it is a twenty one and over. If I am not mistaken, I believe it's twenty one and over. Or no, no, it's an all ages event. So I think you can just bring your kids in. I think it'll be fine. And show up in your best best cosplay. They will have uh, they will have charity auctions and a um, and a and prizes for cosplay contest. So, and if it was anything like the this most recent fan the uh, this the fantasy con earlier this year, expect a hefty hefty first prize. Oh yeah, they someone won big. Yes, that they did, and uh, if it's run by the same people or the same uh, great lady that uh, ran it last year, yep, it uh, do not expect them to skimp on the awesome levels of awesomeness. Yeah, anytime, anytime a contest is involved um, where uh, the cosplayers can sort of strut their stuff, as it were, yeah, you can count on it. Yep. And I'm I'm sure there's going to be like one like debut. Someone's going to be debuting some brand new thing. Brand oh, new, yeah. brand Somebody, new costume. Somebody's event. probably going to do like a fully a full like a one to one scale size fully articulated Groot. <laughs> I would you know actually that I would uh, that would not be very surprising because that'll I'm sure that'll be like the hot costume. Oh yeah. This upcoming year. Oh yeah. Because it's already the hot toy. Oh, it's just the hot, the hot everything. Yeah. Sadly, I did not get a chance to see it. No, well, it's kind of weird. We were uh, we were actually talking with uh, Dan Wells last week. Yeah. Uh, as we were recording the the, the, the interview. So 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 tell the us about interview. the interview that, that that happened that we were unfortunately not going to be able to listen to. Um, well, what to to finish up this? So we were talking to him. We were um, he was sort of we were talking about the importance of storytelling over merchandising. Because sure, you know, I mean, merchandising happens. Yes. 
But I mean, like Disney really kind of hit their stride when um, when Tim Laster um, took over, you know, and during the la- during, you know, right after the final crazy, insane days of Michael Eisner, and Tim Laster brings forth this whole era of storytelling over merchandising, and so the mer- you know the merchandising would happen anyways, you know, because people would want certain things based off of the movie. Yeah. Because you, know, you got to think, like, what you know, what would ha- what would Guardians of the Galaxy have been if they had thought, if their mental process was, we need to sell, I want to sell lots of Groot toys. So we need to make sure that we feature Groot heavily. Yeah. I think we would have had a completely different movie. That but it would instead, have. But instead, we got this, you know, this whole thing where, you know, Groot becomes this, this, this character over the course of the movie and he's, he endears himself. Now, isn't his only line, I am Groot? Yes. Until the but very, very end. It's, uh, thanks. Spoilers. But anyways, but um, don't worry. There's, it's not that. Not okay. That. Anyways, but um, but but the uh, and this isn't a spoiler either. But the 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 stinger at the end of the credits was uh, a little baby group dancing inside of a flower pot. <laughs> you know, and he's jamming out to some like seventies, like some seventies rock music. I can't All remember right. what song it was. And there had been no toys, no merchandise, or anything. For that, nothing. But apparently, the response to it was so huge that now afterwards, everyone was making Groot toys. Yeah, you know, especially the dancing baby Groot because it was so adorable, so endearing. And so, so the the, the merchandising came anyways. They, they, you know, they're they're making their money off of that. Uh, Marvel Studios and, and and Disney and the toy companies like Funko. Um, so. You know, so you, you you kind of serve both by doing one, doing the the storytelling part first. When you make the story fun and you know something worth repeating, something worth seeing yourself, then you go back with your friends and you go back with the kids. You know, so the, so they make their money. We're entertained fully, and we still and we get the the adorable toys. Everyone wins. Well, it's it's uh, it's the same kind of concept that kind of generates memes. You know, if uh, I, I'm pretty sure Bethesda wasn't planning on the I was uh, I was a uh, adventurer like you until I took the arrow to my to a knee line was going to become as huge as it was and actually generate T-shirts and you know tattoo ideas and <laughs> cosplay ideas. Yeah. I don't think they intended for that, but the fact that you know you allow the fans to create the 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 mystique yeah. or create the fandom for yes. whatever it is that uh, that's you know out there you know who knows maybe it was going to you know maybe they thought that uh, you know the raccoon was going to be the big marketable item oh so. yeah and and, and, and all it's signs it's pointed it's a, to rocket raccoon rocket raccoon and not to say that rocket raccoon wasn't awesome you know uh, uh, Bradley Cooper was was excellent as the voice and the and the, the animation the, the characterization of uh, of rocket raccoon was yeah. spot on like it was, it was absolutely, it absolutely helped make that movie, and it helped form the dynamic of what made that movie so great. Because yeah. I mean, because any of one of those characters by themselves would, it would have been lame. But all of them acting together is what made, really, what made that that whole thing shine. But all signs pointed to Rocket Raccoon. Well, but, yeah, yeah, but then just yeah, but for some reason, yeah, everyone got behind, got on the Groot wagon, got and, on the Groot on the Groot train, yeah. Uh-huh. And, I, and, I, and so I, I don't fault them. Like normally, you know, years ago, I probably would have been. You would have been. You'd have been, you'd have been the, the, jade, the jaded pissy. Eh, everybody likes Groot now yeah. because eh, Vin Diesel is. Just, yeah. Eh. Yeah, but it was like, but I, I understand though. I, I, I get it that 
I, I see what the appeal is. Not like not my favorite personally, but I get why other people like it. Okay. So yeah, just just kind of relating the experience of of that. So but anyway, so back to the Dan Wells interview. So we were talking about his uh, um his his latest book or his newest one. He'll have a he's got a a new one that just actually just released this week. Ooh. Yeah, it was actually supposed to be you know, like as we were recording as it, we were he was, recording it was supposed to be coming out two days. Yeah, it was, yeah, I think within it, I, within days of. Yeah, I think it comes out. I think it came out yesterday. If okay, but so so we were talking about his latest the 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 John Cleaver series, and and we're talking about his other his other stories like partials and fragments, and we also talked about um like how how he researched the idea of mentally ill people. And actually, which, which seems to be like a a regular occurring like theme in in a lot of his books, and we've got John Cleaver with uh, you know borderline uh, sociopathic uh, tendencies. Ah, uh, yeah. That, and that, that, then that. we've got the main character from Hollow City, who's you know schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about uh, Night of Darker Blackness um, being a fake vampire. Yeah, is uh, I guess that's a uh, being a fake vampire. That, that's a that's a mental that's disorder. Pori, I think it's porphyric. Hemophilia, I think, there, when, oh, when you physically require blood to to sustain. All right, but then there's um, but yeah, but there's some there there is a mental condition where you believe, like you legitimately believe that you are a vampire, and but I think that goes on, but like it's a, it's a mental illness. It is a mental thing, not yeah. a physical need. Um, but we were talking about that, and we we're talking about we went into some great length about what, like, because uh, he he gained a very high respect for the mentally ill. For the mentally ill people, understandable. Because you know, to to understand that it's like they're they are people, you know, and it is possible to actually bring that sort of I don't want to the normal isn't really the the politically correct term for it, but you know, when when they are not in the throes of the mental illness, you know, they are. You know, it's important to remember they're that functioning they, functioning. They are members people. of society. Yeah. And so it's just unfortunately uh, the 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 real person is always sort of clouded by that mental illness, and so I mean and it's like I I I have you know personal experience in that one as well. Well, uh, secondhand experience would it be? Because it's not me who would be mentally ill; it's the person I know. But you 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 have been uh, you've been directly affected by yeah. their yeah by, by their someone's illness. mental illness. Yes. And so and so for me it wasn't it's so it's never been much of a stretch to to really. Uh, Sympathize because I was like I can sympathize with John Cleaver, but John Cleaver by definition can't sympathize with me. True. Yeah. So, but as but I but but so it wasn't that much of a stretch for me. So, um, so that was a lot of that, and then of course there was always the you know about hour and a half of uh, of uh, Dan Rev and I making uh, uh, jokes and asides and commenting on pop culture. Stuff like that. Dan Wells make a pop culture uh, side or joke? <laughs> Never. Yeah, there there was much commentary to be had on that. So hopefully we will be able to uh, we'll be able to to pull that interview from the nether realms of Blog Talk Radio, and we can uh, we can we can share that one with we the rest of the share world. It, share it with the uh, with the uh, introverse. It it deserves it. It does. Well, anything it that anything it. that involves Dan that. Wells and Dan, if you're listening to the show, we are very sorry. Yeah, we are. That we are uh, we, sorry we uh, these were circumstances outside of our control, and uh, we really wish that things could have uh, changed. And yeah. Had had your your wonderful voice and wonderful personality here on the I, show pre recorded. 
Dan's sporting. He's got that. He's got a that that thin facial hair going on. He's got, you know he's got like a thin beard and and wearing the wearing his Indiana Jones hat. Man, he rocks that look. He works it. So so Drew's uh, chatting back to me, and he's okay. I guess he's kind of offended that you didn't mention that he was there too. Yes, Drew was there. I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where and Drew, Drew was, was there. Where Drew was doing there. Doing stuff. I know. Well, he was playing. Well, where Drew was playing back the uh, the whole uh, kind of the the fanboy thing because he, he had already done that from our previous week. <laughs> and so and so where Drew was just trying to keep it low key. He trying to not uh, geek out. Yeah, and, he was. Yeah. He was keeping it maybe a little too low key. So I I apologize for Drew. <laughs> That's my bad. Since I'm the one who who is uh, representing. Representing from last so, year. So, uh, uh, Drew says that he hates you. So He hates me. Yeah, we love you too, Drew. Yep. Yeah. And That's if you're, right. if you're really one, that one upset hated. about it, you can give us a call at 626-226-1475, and we can, we can add you into this conversation if you want. <laughs> if you want. But just Otherwise, remember, I have the control. Easy. I have the power. No. <laughs> yeah, you have the power. I have the power. So, there was that. Um <laughs> Getting stuff thrown at me from the wife. <laughs> so, um, so uh, later on tonight we'll have a full scooping of uh, Gamer Forge. That we will we be do. doing that. Um, um, we're probably just going to be hitting up on a lot of uh, geek news and doing what Joe and I do best, which is talk the smack and why and is the, snort the smack. why is why is the crack? <laughs> talk the smack and then why is the crack? Yes, or it would be crack the wise. I don't know. Why is the crack? I, it, it rhymes, and so it's got a good. It, it does. Good that's that's it. what I was kind of going for. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. That would almost be a T-shirt. <laughs> Talking the smack and why isn't why isn't the crack? Yeah. 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 And then it'll it could have almost a, be like an anti-drug thing. Almost. Maybe or you actually see, because it's got all the entendres. In yes. It. Right there. Yeah. Let's talk the smack and why is the crack, man? Yeah. And then Just, on the, on the why back is the of the crack? shirt on, or on the front Say of the no. shirt, it'll, on the front of the shirt too it'll have like a plumber's crack yeah yeah there you go but it'll be in the shape of yoda it'll be like it'll be yoda's crack why is in the crack why is the crack yes see see See? joe likes yes (laughs) Uh, so uh let's see here let's let's skip into a little bit of news before we have before we take our first break um so, a uh, twist a little bit of irony here. Um, John Spinello, age 77, was the inventor of the board game Operation. Did he die on, on the operating table? No. Okay. No, 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 but he invented... Um, let's see here. Let's try I'm reading this correctly. So, uh, BBC, the BBC reports that uh, John Spinello, um, inventor of the board game uh, Operation, um, see here, um, ironically, has to resort to crowdfunding to pay for an operation. <laughs> uh, yep. So is the operation that he has a uh, like a light-up nose that uh, makes a buzzing sound when somebody hits the sides? Um, no. Oh. No. It's um, actually it doesn't it doesn't say exactly what the operation is. Which but you probably can, yeah. But you can but you can find the um, but you can find the crowdfunding on uh. uh Crowdrise. Crowdrise. Crowdrise.com. You can find it on there. So Just you look can up John Spinello. You can help John Spinello, the creator of Operation, get an operation. Yeah. But sadly, um, but yeah, they're lo- they're hoping to raise twenty five thousand uh, dollars American or uh, fifteen about fifteen and a half thousand pounds um, for oral surgery. 
but because he does not have insurance. And uh, but here's the thing. Here's here's why he doesn't have the money. Though, because back in uh, 1964, Spinello sold the rights of the game Operation for a measly $500. Ooh. Which sounded, probably sounded really good at the time. It probably did. But, yeah, but it no longer entitled him to royalties. That probably got him a nice new car. Yeah, something like that. But, yeah, he sold it to another company that would eventually merge in with Hasbro. So, yep. Well, <laughs> so there's the first bit Has, of weird. Hasbro, there you go. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay some money. Yeah, you know, help, help your, help your old creators out. I hope so. I, I really, I really think that that Hasbro should at least, or at least donate to the crowdfunding. At yeah, least make a, a, a good yeah, at least do something. I mean, and and you know, gamers out there, do that yourself. I mean, if you know, mostly everybody has either played or have seen the game of Operation. I mean, that's like that's like the gateway drug of uh, board <laughs> games to a lot of people. Yeah, that's just good. Operation is a gateway drug. Well, you know, you got you got your Operations, and when you play your Operation, that's going to lead to, like, Life. And then when you play Life, that's going to lead to Monopoly. And then when you do Monopoly, you've got to do Settlers of Catan. Or Clue. Clue. Yeah, clue, clue. Clue is the more complicated one. Clue leads to risk. Clue leads to risk. Risk leads to... Uh, actually, I think risk would actually kind of lead you over to the... Uh, like, uh, you know, would actually put you into, like, into the uh, tabletop war games. Warhammer. Um, I think, I think well, using current... I think the, the, the current setup, I think, like, uh, risk would lead to, like, um, to, like, X-Wing. Okay. X-Wing or Attack Wing. And then attack wing leads to Ooh, allies and accesses. That's also probably one of the things it would lead to. I w- yeah, there you go. Yeah, risk leads to access and allies. Access and allies <coughs> leads to war machine. War machine leads to Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons leads to murder. And then the next thing you're doing is you're selling HJ. No, you're you're selling your something to something. You're yeah. selling you're selling blood just so you can get the next uh, like the series five wave of some collectible so whatever your whatever your yeah, collectible miniature game of your is your Star Wars attack wings uh <laughs> get your Star Wars attack wing fixed I really need to slave one I gave a pint of blood for it <laughs> <laughs> So uh at least that was always the uh that was that was the initial argument that my parents gave to me about playing Dungeons and Dragons What Dungeons and Dragons leads to murder It leads to murder Yeah it was nice. it, it led to it led to satanism which leads to murder well, of course. Yeah, it really was. It's just like because rolling dice is just the same thing. It's just it's just two steps away of you know tearing the heart out of a child. And yeah. Not that not that anyone would actually do that. Not and that you I'm ever should. Groped here. No, that's well. In, in all honesty, too, that's. I mean, let, well, let's be real. All the all the the um was the, the all the urban myths about it have been debunked. At this point, really, so there's no argument against it. Hey, did you watch the uh, Did you watch the Tom Hanks movie? Yeah, uh, so Mazes and the Monsters. Yeah, Mazes and Monsters. Yeah, that actually, is, that is based on a true story. Yeah, except that it totally wasn't, and in fact, it actually true, had the opposite effect. True story. Yeah, in fact, uh, in fact, a piece of history there. The the movie actually, because Tom Hanks's portrayal of the character was so sympathetic, that people actually started <laughs> playing Dungeons and Dragons more. <laughs> Because he was seen as a someone who was already mentally unbalanced and was going to go crazy anyways. Nice. And so, so 
episode, Dungeons and Dragons was not seen as like the vile thing that they were attempting to make it out. All praises to Purdue. Yeah. <laughs> to Purdue. That was his character's that was name. His character's name, yes. Yeah, he was a holy cor- the holy cleric Purdue. <laughs> traveling it's been a to, long time since I've traveling seen that. to the twi- I, I I've I've seen it once. I would really like to get a copy of it sometime somewhere. I'm just, just sure you can find it on Amazon. I'm pretty sure I could, but it's just it, and it, hell, I could still find copies of Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter on DVD on Amazon. So hey, there we go. Yeah. Like, Which uh, uh, you know we're actually about that. We're actually about that point. Do you want to talk about Amazon for a second? Um, we should probably do that. It is uh, it is almost thirty minutes past the hour. Live at Epic Puzzles and Games in West Valley City, Utah. We're at uh, oh where are we again? Thirty thirty no fifty three fifty five hundred west, and about thirty five hundred south, just west of Bangor Highway. So if you want to come in and see us live, or if you want to come and purchase any games at Epic Puzzles and Games, please do. Epic Puzzles and Games. How was your night? Mine was epic. Wow, they've also got uh, Magic the Gathering tournaments going on all the time. They've got uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Pathfinder. Fifth edition. They, oh, Fifth they just edition. got the, uh, oh, the Rise of... Not the Rise of... Yeah, Rise of, yeah, the Rise of Tiamat. They just got the Rise of Tiamat in. They've had that for a while, haven't they? No, wait, they had uh, Dragon Queen. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, the Horde of the Dragon Queen. Yeah, so yeah, they've got uh, they've got stuff going on here, and uh, yeah, you, you need to be a part of it. And then they've got games up going all over the place. It's like it's a game store or something. <laughs> and if they don't have a game that you want... That should be the new tagline. It's like a game <laughs> it's store. It's like a game store or something. It's like it's a game store. Or it's like a game store. <laughs> but yeah, if they don't have the game that, you, that you've that you been wanting, just go ahead and uh, ask them uh, and they will... Oh, they'll order it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Let me... Let's ask Amy. Amy, do you order anything? Let's see if she does. Let's see if she comes back. Where is she coming? <laughs> I think she's kind of busy. Oh, is she? Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, it's one of their managers, Amy, is. Uh, yeah, she Amy, is do you guys order? Sold. Do you guys order games for anybody? <laughs> okay, we're just we're just we're 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 making sure we plug. We're, we're making sure you plug in. So we're we're just getting the word right from right from the right from the right from the head. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. Take it from Amy. Sure, depends on the game. <laughs> yeah, sure, depends on the game. <laughs> I'm still, uh, <laughs> yes. although it, yeah, they'll take care of you. Yeah. Anyway, I'm still, I'm still waiting for them to start carrying uh, Shadows of Brimstone so I can pick up uh, Swamp of the Damned. But I still think they're trying to get the games to their funders before they start selling them commercially. Probably because I guess, I guess some uh, some other game store or game companies have they've they've funded and then they built the game and then they ship it to the store. They ship they ship theirs their copies to the stores before they shipped it to the, hmm. the the funders and then that got a lot of people very upset. I would imagine so. So and this is but, not this is not Flying Frog Productions. It's, no. it's other it's other various other, other unnamed game. game companies but <laughs> okay. uh so yeah, they're taking care of their people first. But uh dang it, I I need I need to kill me some void monsters. Some voids. Some voids. Okay. All right. So uh, why don't we take a why don't we take a break right. here and Do, uh, we will uh, we will be right back with you. Did you talk about Amazon? or You just talked about Epic. I just talked about Epic. All right. Here's Amazon. This next half of the interview is going to be brought to you by Amazon.com. Uh, once you're done with listening to the show, if you want to get yourself any of the other books that you've been uh, hearing about in the past few weeks, just go to the sidebar uh, located at DungeonCollegeRadio.com. Clear out your cookies, enter in your search term. And shop as normal. It doesn't cost you anything extra and uh, even kicks a little bit of money back to us. So it's not entirely a selfless gesture. That's Amazon.com. 
remember when the sun still shined. I remember the night and days when the children laughed and sang songs to play. I'm a shell of what I used to be. There's a monster inside of me. My dark soul is twisted black. I don't think there's any coming back. Here we sit in the sweat and sun. Flowing death for everyone. Slowly sinking in the gulf of guilt. Bloody bodies were built of filth. Our end has come. And for us, the apocalypse has begun. Gotta hear the things I had to do. I kept my way. I remain true. There's a dolphin man standing in the shadows When he calls your name, his voice is strong and clear It's a dark and smoky place, so you can't quite see his face He pulls you close and whispers in your ear And he tells you he was born into some money But it didn't mean he had to sit around And he knows a thing or two about the things that you should do 
Lagoon, Worm Joe, yeah, Dungeon Crawlers Radio, singing songs about smacking, cracking wise, and yeah, yeah, I don't think we're gonna get a yeah, song um, out of that. No, I don't think so. Yeah, can you hear me? <laughs> okay, well, welcome back. Welcome, welcome, one of all. Mm-hmm. So that was Stephen Thunder Tibbs, Bloodbone. And uh, Jonathan Colton, a walk or a talk with George. A talk with George. Yes, yes, very nice, very, very nice. Very mellow. Very mellow. That, that, very yeah, I, I like Blood Moan. Mm-hmm. That's a great sounding song. The female, the female vocals on the uh, in during the uh, uh, during the chorus just sounds mm-hmm. awesome. It's good. Yeah. Mix. Uh, just gets in the heart, makes you go ah. That's right. But and bone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I miss I miss the days of Mark Dagger. Oh, it looks so like we have a phone call from somebody, so uh let's uh get it on here. Welcome to Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Who's this? Oh my god, guys. Did you just play that song seriously? Which one? Well, he I I point the finger at Flagoon. Flagoon just okay. played that song. Yeah. All right. This, I played gonna... by the way. How's it going out there? Hey, you know, I'm sitting in the LAX airport, and I figured I would tune in to two of my buddies and Aww. listen to you guys, uh, you know, kind of pick up the pieces and recover the show for tonight now that we lost our Dan Wells interview. So, 
So L.A. is where uh, where the internet kicked you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it fucked me ah. in Salt Lake and spit me out in L.A. So man, <laughs> how horrible! Well, at, least, at least you upgraded then. At least it spat you up well, in an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Well, it it actually spit me out at a Gordon Beer's bar in the airport. So oh, um, at wow. least I, at least I have beer to help me through the transition. <laughs> so not only upgraded, but like you were. You went from like coach to like like business class. Coach to having your own yeah. jet. <laughs> except for except for I'm, I'm flying Southwest, so they don't have first class. It's just first come first serve seating, which is kind of weird. But stampede uh-huh. seating is like a, the way I like to call it. <laughs> yeah, man, it's like, dude, you you want to see people like get ready to like draw blood on other people? Watch watch a Southwest boarding. You know, it's like. You find your spot if you load early, and then you do everything you can to look as sick or dangerous as possible so nobody will sit <laughs> by you. <laughs> it's amazing. This I I was I had a really late boarding on my way out here, and this lady had, like, a mask on and her coat over her face like she was terrified of Ebola or something like that. And then as soon as the door closed, she took it off and started walking around the plane. She was totally healthy. She was just playing everybody. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to do something yeah, like I mean, that next time I fly. I just kind of look like I'm just completely uh, plague-ridden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, make sure you don't take it too far, though, because they might even might not even let you on the plane if you... Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't take it, like, so far to the point where it looked like it needed to be quarantined. But at least just make people not want to be by me. <laughs> just like I mean, I've already got have a. You, you could have a like a thermometer and just have it in your mouth, and then when someone looks like they're going to sit by, you just pull it out and go, "Oh shit, that's kind of high." <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking you're going to go for the care, the uh, cliche look of a sick person. You like a thermometer and a heating bottle on my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paint my nose red so it looks like it's been sneezing. Clever, uh, yeah, amazing. <laughs> you guys are doing. You guys are doing a fantastic job. I didn't really call to add anything. I just wanted to tell you guys you're rocking. All right. Well, oh, and, uh, so yes. I, I will put on record now that the uh, uh, admonishment by Revan that I was stalking Dan Wells has been deleted. So that's. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, my uh, um, my or uh, my thing is a little. Uh, um, my my mouse pad is a little sensitive, and uh, I hovered over the uh, kill call. What? No. Button. So, uh, Drew, sorry, I did not mean to to, to kill you. Uh, I'm just uh, uh, joking. You talk for a second. I'm gonna. You're gonna. I gotta, hurry and message I him back message right there. <laughs> okay. So um so heading back into a little more geek news. Um. Let's see here. Uh, a judge has dismissed a legal action against uh, deposed dictator Manuel Noriega for his depiction of, uh, or his depiction in the game Call of Duty, or I guess in the Call of Duty Black Ops. Um, unfortunately, he has lost. Yeah, he well, like I say, fortunately, he lost that case and now gets nothing. Oh dang! dang deposed dictator oh. because he doesn't get any court awarded damages because. But but he is the whole reason why Call of Duty was so popular because it has absolutely nothing to do with the you know the fact that they rely solely on gameplay or uh, multiplayer gameplay and their single player campaigns are for the lack of a better word shit. 
<laughs> no, Flagoon, tell us how you really feel. I've, yeah. Like, as excited as I am to have seen Kevin Spacey's digital, digitized uh, formation of, uh, of his president character in Future Warfare, I have absolutely no excitement to play that game because to, to hell with Call of Duty. Really? Yeah. To hell with Call of Duty. To hell with Call of Duty. Huh. And so no, and I find that to be quite boy. I I find like it's like, it's, it's great it's great it's, that it's, you're you're you're, you're, you're standing of, up of of fool me once shame on you fool me twice ah, shame on me. See there so you go. I was I was sucked in with the first Call of Duty of, of first Modern Warfare. It mm-hmm. was actually really cool. Yeah, I'm mean, getting like all sorts of. Crazy messages because you have it hooked up to your laptop. Yeah, I'm getting all sort of messages. Yeah, <laughs> Revan's Revan's uh, chiming in now, uh, talking about Gamer Fortune. Yes, we did get them. Yes, we totally did. I don't know if he's listening into us, but yes, we did. We do have our Gamer Forges. But yeah, so I got sucked in with uh, Modern Warfare. I actually shelled out the fifty dollars to get that game, and mm-hmm. I played it. I played it quite 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 a lot, and I thought, okay, well, now it's time to start working on the multiplayer. And I tried the multiplayer, and I suck at multiplayer. Sure. So, you know, I would spawn, I would die. I would spawn, I would die. I would spawn, I would die. I had, like, the best I ever got was five steps into a building and then die. Yeah, and then you die. So, it was not fun. It was not entertaining. Yeah. So, when the second one came out, I'm like, oh, hey, cool. Continuation of the next next series, and, uh, you know, that. So, I watched it. I actually played it at uh, while I was on duty one night, and I was able to finish the entire campaign within three hours. Of, yeah, it's of, not it's much. It's not that long, and that's, you know, I don't really care about the multiplayer functionality of those games. So then going back to what we were uh, discussing before we went to air, is that, okay, so then we are not part of that target audience. Precisely. So then what makes me... What what always has me concerned about this is like why am I always then assumed to be part of the audience? Like I get it from like a marketing standpoint. Yeah. You want to assume that all gamers would be interested in your game. Yeah. How the reality of it though is however not that not that clear cut. It's not possible well, I should say it's not currently possible to make a game that appeals to every type of gamer. You can't really do that in one game. Because by trying to include so many other things, you're uh, at some point you're gonna, you're uh, yeah, you're, you're gonna you're, have that decline in return where you're gonna start exiling. Well, that is also it, or, is, or, or, it uh, is not cheap to make these games. It's not cheap no, it to is make not. I mean, a good solid single player game, and it's not cheap to make a good solid multiplayer uh, aspect to that. And try to expect both of them out of there is going to be absurd. My only problem is, is it seems that you know games or these modern shooters, which I am a huge fan of first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. I love the color. Or I, I loved uh, uh, the Medal of Honor uh, um, game series. Those mm-hmm. were actually pretty, inter- pretty entertaining, and actually mm-hmm. kind of get you almost feeling like you're in the feet of you know one of these soldiers, you know, storming Normandy or mm-hmm. you know doing Market Garden. But when it's emphasis turns from a story-driven narrative to just a really meaningless arcade shooter where Mm -hmm. all you're doing is just in the same small map respawning again and again and again and again. It makes the deaths worthless 
it makes the yeah. character, the gameplay, um, meaningless. Yeah. And when these games that they try to sell themselves on having this epic story and epic narrative, and it's only like two hours long. Yeah, the actual game is, or, or the, the the story the is story, only the single long. player story, the single player campaign is only two hours long. Yeah. I didn't pay seventy dollars to get for two hours two hour long video game or for two hour long two hours of entertainment. Yeah. Only for you know the extra bit of that seventy dollars is lumped into a portion of that game that I'm not going to touch. Ah. Because it's so it's it robs yeah. the fun from me. So then so then I'm wondering then is like how can we sort of reconcile the idea of because I mean let's let's face it I mean like. You know, sometimes it's totally you know, like you just sometimes you just want to play a game by yourself. Yeah, but some games really are better with two players. Uh, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare One, or, 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 or games, multiple players. Modern Warfare, uh, well, uh, Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare was one of those games where it really it, its single player campaign was actually quite substantial, mm-hmm. and it was enough to fill that void. It actually was enough for me to go, I will buy this, and I will play this again. Yeah. And I played the crap out of it. I Wait, you're talking about Modern Warfare? Modern Warfare, the first tell, one. Tell me, what, okay, if I'm remembering this right then, it's like, tell me you do not, you're like constantly trying over and over again to play it on its hardest level so you can get the Mile High Club achievement? Uh, no. I, I okay, because I did. That was my achievement whore. I, I've just... That, I, that was my experience. I enjoyed a lot of the levels, the level designs. What? <laughs> How am I? Okay, La- yes. La- Lady right. Flagoon is, is admonishing yes. Lord Flagoon. So you could get more achievements. I mean, seriously, you deleted how many of my games so you could get more achievements? Yes, dear. You're right, dear. <laughs> yes, I'm seeing this. Okay, I, I so need, I need yes. some bread. I need some bread and some jam so I can toast. <laughs> okay, so yes, I have a bit of an achievement horror, but no, I hey. did not. I did not play. I didn't. I didn't play uh, uh, Modern Warfare in that sense. Okay, because I wasn't really good enough okay. to play it on the so highest. Then, so level. then we're effectively establishing. But at least I at least enjoyed the level design. I enjoyed the campaigns. I enjoyed the different uh, the different vignettes that were uh, offered for that particular game. Mm-hmm. Two, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting yeah. shushed by yeah, my kid now. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so then we're so we're playing the same game for effectively two different reasons. So it's not impossible then to come up with an idea where we can reconcile the ideas of having being able to play by ourselves or with other people and still derive a pleasurable experience. Because my 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 go to argument for this would definitely would be Borderlands Two. Because yes. I, I certainly, because I didn't really see the appeal of the first Borderlands. It was sort of, it was a little rough around the edges. That and, it was. And the humor, I don't think, was quite as over the top. But then uh, the when Gearbox, uh, Gearbox Software came out with the, with the sequel, and I'm like, okay, I'll take a gamble on this one. And so, and I'm like, oh, I see this it, because it, I yeah. could, I could, because the the, the storyline is. At time, it's not nonsensical, but it's, it's definitely not, over the top. It's over the top. There wasn't really much it's, of a story to the Borderlands, or at least for the first Borderlands. Well, it is, I still haven't really played Borderlands. I haven't even gotten past the first city in Borderlands 2. Mm-hmm. 
just because you know, I'm playing by myself. I hardly have any friends on Steam, mm-hmm. so you know it's yeah. not like I'm it's not like I'm actually getting a full group of four people, and, and you know it's a lot of trial and error, it's a lot yeah. of death, and I actually. So then, so I guess then what we're what you're what you're driving at then is it's kind of in part of your the your circle of friends. Yes. And who the you know the kinds of people that circle of friends are because I'm sure there are plenty of uh, plenty of people out there who enjoy playing the first person shooters in the competitive sense. Yes. And doing and like doing the PvP thing. So I mean, so that that is a legit market. It is. You know, and so I, but there's also another market that likes to do cooperative gameplay, yes. like. So the, that was one thing that's been so uh, hor- sorely missing with uh, the Call of Duty franchise yeah. is oh, if they have absolutely no uh, cooperative. Co- cooperative modes. And yeah. I don't see why not, because 90% of those those uh, uh, story missions, you're sh- you're playing with cooperative AI. Yeah. Isn't and there so why, another what, reason yeah, why Did you they can't... not learn their lesson from... I mean, there's, no, there's, they're they're not going to learn their their lesson. Of course, because they don't have to. Yeah. But I mean, but the point is, I'm like, but the, I mean, there's some important lessons we can learn though by incorporating, I mean, even just online cooperative multiplayer, even that in itself would be a huge could be a huge draw. Yeah. And and would definitely spur the need for, I I think a better a better driven story because I mean let's let you know for example I mean like I'm I'm still in the throes of Destiny. Yeah. I still do not understand why in the hell I am shooting aliens in the face. But I've, <laughs> what I've learned over this past month, sometimes it doesn't matter why. I enjoy the fact that I am doing it with my okay. friends. And so, like, so the, the story is almost like it's almost moot. It's 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 almost yeah, it's almost moot. Which, they, they, which, yeah, and, and that's and that's you. I I would like that, I would then it starts. I would Peter probably Dinklage, so. hate Destiny then because I like to have a reason. What's going on? I would I I have to have yeah. It's almost downright baffling. I would I, I you know I've played I've played MMOs long enough that like I the, it doesn't appeal to me anymore. I played World of Warcraft for five and a half years mm-hmm. and I did not really get much in return because of that. Yeah. So now when I see you know these video games and I see something like Destiny, which is basically like an MMO RPG first person. It shooter, is. Oh, it is. I. Don't see the appeal of that because there's always going to be better loot that's going to be out there for you to get, mm-hmm. and there's always going to be credit drops that aren't going to be. Woo! Useful. Green engrams. Yeah, green engrams. Making Engrim. it rain. And it's going to be getting me something that Woo! is completely not usable by my class. Thank you, yeah. Bungie. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So, so, oh no, go ahead. So you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, but there's all you know. There's there's games out there that that are you know, uh, they 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 stand alone by themselves as a single player game. I mean, uh, Spec Ops: The uh, The Line mm-hmm. was a fantastic uh, just representation of everything that's been wrong that's wrong with these uh, these modern shooters nowadays. I mean, it, it's been a wait. It's representing why it's wrong. It represents everything that's wrong. There's actually a scene out there where it's basically like flat out talks to. It's talking to the protagonist, but it's talking to you, the player, saying, "I know why you're doing this because you want to be a hero, but you can't in real life." Yeah, and it's straight out turning the mirror onto yourself, going, "Okay, why am I playing these things?" Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, I think it was Bioware 
Uh, they were, uh, I can't remember, if, uh, I think I'm pretty sure it was Bioware, but they were the ones, because when they originally made it, they did not want to put a multiplayer on that. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to do a story itself. Yeah, and that's that's pretty part and, of the course for Bioware. And the producer said, put a uh, put a multiplayer on there. Yeah. Because it's a modern shooter, and modern shooters have to have multiplayer. And the designers themselves have actually flat out said that the multiplayer function of this game is a cancer on the rest of the rest on the rest of the game, mm-hmm. and it's been marked down in its reviews because of its lackluster or yeah. r- lackluster. Because uh, they legitimately did not they care. They did not care. They just threw it in there, but it took resources away from them being able to actually yeah. make mm-hmm. put more into the story and itself. And so, and so, this sort of brings me to. Maybe and this might be a loaded question then, but is it any wonder why you know games like Mass Effect are so celebrated? I mean, yes, Call of Duty will sell lots of copies and it will make the money guaranteed. Yes, but there's a reason why games like Mass Effect will go on forever because you don't need another sequel. But that that is a game that will live on. Yeah. You know, and, and games like Skyrim. Yes, and uh, you know, and, and and at this point, I hope Borderlands, because I I think the story of Border, like in Borderlands Two, as as it was presented, and then Borderlands the pre sequel, because that was pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's been pretty hilarious, but but especially in Borderlands Two, they really captured the elements of what makes a game entertaining, yeah. what makes a story entertaining, what makes characters entertaining. You know, you know, make the plot twists almost ridiculous. Make make the characters almost ridiculous. Yeah. You know, make the guns ridiculous. Make, uh, you know, and that, yeah, everything the stylized, the stylized uh, manner of it oh, yeah. made it all that much more yeah. enjoyable. But where it, they but go it, for this ultra realistic modern style shooting where, you know, there's characters that are unironically saying, Watch my six and you know, mm-hmm. we've got tangos to the left and tangos at six o'clock. You know, and, and, yeah. you know, it it you know the it's the uncanny valley that kind of gets in there where you've got this gun that should be able to blow up doors just left right and center and it doesn't even do scratches on a wood door wood mm-hmm. frame yeah you know because that's not then they because that's it's not, not it's not, not programmed into it and it's not it's not supposed to do that cuz yeah. it's, it's supposed to look cool and yeah you know but so pull you by your nose to to take you to the next cool vignette where you get to watch things fall down i mean that's the same thing with battlefield yeah yeah, where you're watching basically a bunch of set pieces blow up, and you don't really, yep. you don't actually affect anything. But it's a it's a set scene. That, that, that's kind of a that's almost a different argument because we're our, we're actually about our... to hit the uh, top of the hour here. Oh, that we are, and this uh, last half of the uh, show is going to be brought to you by Audible.com. So if you like books read to you by famous actors or just you know voice actors or uh, people who have you know better reading voices than yourself. Check out audible.com and you can actually get your free, that is right, free audiobook if you head over. Actually, what is the new uh, web, web address? Because um, I know we had to change it. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's just audible.com forward slash dungeon callers. Audible.com forward slash dungeon callers radio. So I think that's what it's Even easier is if you just hit the audible link on our website, dungeoncrawlersradio.com. Sign up for your free book and it is a selection of thousands of books, not just. Fifty Shades of Sparkling Vampires and uh, and you know, Maze Running. Maze Running. <laughs> it is literally thousands of books, and you can actually probably get your sparkling gray vampire novel or your Maze Running hungry person. 
<laughs> nice. And, 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 and listen that to your heart content. You, you get the book. You can cancel the, uh, the subscription anytime you want. Whatever books you did get with that are yours to listen for the rest of your lovely life. So audible.com, their books that are read to you. Awesome. So I'm trying to get Audible to use that as like their tagline. It's Audible. There are books that are read to you. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be. It would. It would be. It's, it would not be incorrect. It is truth in advertising. Yes, it is. I don't know if you remember a, uh, the Dudley Moore show, uh, Crazy People. I remember. I don't remember the movie. I, re- I remember that it is a movie. Yeah. But I don't oh, you remember. Know, the okay. Movie. But, but it, the, the guy's an ad exec, and he ends up starting to have. The crazy pe- the people he checks himself into an insane asylum and he starts having the insane pe- the crazy people who are just wonderful caricatures of crazy people. There's a guy that only says hello, mm-hmm. and so it's just a wonderful myriad of crazy people that are coming up with truthful advertising. Mm-hmm. So you know, and yeah, it's you know, I I would like that to become a real thing where instead of you know four out of five dentists approve of this, it's it makes it so your breath doesn't smell like shit. <laughs> you know, that, that you know, is brutally honest. Brutally honest advertising is what I want to see in, I in dig it. advertising. I dig it. I dig it. So uh, coming up after the break, again, we'll, have, uh, we'll be answering some Gamer Forge questions. Uh, we got, see here, some news just dropped about the... Uh, the uh, Marvel movie lineup, and I'm pretty sure something else came up that we will cover. All right, and uh, I guess we'll be starting this off with uh, Craig Nabo and On the Watch. See you in a little bit. If you come in contact with Back to the bike. 
Down at the mall is the one who's got it all. The answer to my prayers, just two doors down from Sears. I was surprised, cause they mostly hire guys. She's the girl, she's the girl at the video game. Card. It's only $15 and it comes with a free magazine subscription. I totally want that. She was nice to me. She's my final fantasy. She's the girl. She's the girl at the video game. Sorry about that. I actually played, tried playing the same thing twice as much as I'd like to. So here's another one. When you were just a young girl still in school, how come you never learned the golden rule? Don't talk to Why don't you tell me someone is a love 
Nice little three for four you there, everybody. Nice little three for Yeah, so we did uh, Craig Nabos, which is his actually like On the Watch, which is a song about us, actually. <laughs> it's about us. It was about us. <laughs> because we are On we, the Watch. We inspired them. We are. And then we've also got uh, Barry Gri- Perry Grip with uh, the Gorilla Video Game Store, and then finished it off with another Jonathan Colton song, which is uh, Don't Talk to Strangers, because... That is words to live by right there. Don't talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. That's true. They teach us that in, in kindergarten, so that is. Uh, like we when I was when I, I think I was in like fourth grade, they they made us do like this grandiose production about like basically all the cliche things they tell you not to do. And uh like they they had various things. I I got and it, they're they're also doing like various little like parables. I got to play the wolf in the gingerbread man story. So yeah, and that the, the, that was that was our 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 moral uh, the moral of our story was don't talk to strangers in a very booming dooming voice. Yes, <laughs> the booming dooming voice. Booming dooming voice. <laughs> as far as a uh, prepubescent flagoon could do, mm-hmm. which wasn't very boomy or doomy. No. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, welcome back to Dungeon College Radio. This is Johnny Joe. Man. This is great, mighty, powerful Lord Flagoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, I see here we're we're expecting a phone yeah, we, call. Here we will moment. be expecting a phone call. Our uh, wonderful producer has, uh, has, I guess, he's uh, worked his powers and uh, has hopefully gotten us an interview with uh, Eric with Paizo Games. I know. We kind of a last-minute thing, though. So. Yeah. So, uh, Eric, if you're out there, if you're listening, thank you very much for calling, or for eventually calling us. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> um, so uh, real quickly, while we're waiting for that to come in, uh, I promise uh, the, there's been some news about the um, about the Marvel Cinematic Universe has released their schedule all the way up until 2019. Wow. Yes. So uh, the third Avengers movie will be broken into two parts because one is just apparently well three apparently isn't enough you got to have four um, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Guardians of the Galaxy sequel will be slated with, uh, in 2017 along with uh, Chadwick Boseman as the Black Panther. Uh, see here, Captain America: Civil War um, will be coming uh, coming around uh, around May of 2016. So they're they're going to be doing the uh, Civil War uh, storyline as not an Avengers, but as a Captain America. Uh, it's probably the kickoff. I think Captain, Ki- uh, Captain America Three will to be the Civil kickoff. War. Yeah, the Civil War storyline because okay. the uh, Avengers, the third Avengers movie, Part One and Two, will be the. I guess the conclusion to all of that. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. And uh, I, I heard uh, Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch has been a, has been uh, uh, shown that he is going to be playing uh, Doctor Strange. Yes. So that is that, that's been plastered on every that it has. news and entertainment website and comic book website from here to wherever the end of the internet is. <laughs> I, I I imagine it has something to do with uh, I don't know I. Yeah, it probably it probably has something to do with uh, Screech from Saved by the Bell. I'm pretty sure probably. That, that's where the internet ends. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> <laughs> let's see here. Uh, see, yeah. So we said 20 uh, Thor Ragnarok will will be getting July of 2017. Uh, see here, Black Panther also in 2017. And let's see here. And then finally, uh, Miss Marvel will be. She will be the first female lead in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but uh, uh, Miss Marvel will be coming around July of 2018. Wow. 
Yeah. Mark your calendars and clear yeah, your schedule. I know what I'm doing. Although I am still very surprised with the uh, fanfare that uh, Scarlett Johansson as uh, Black Widow got uh, during uh, uh, Winter Soldier. I thought they were going to be giving her her own uh, standalone. You would, you know, I mean that would make sense from a producer standpoint, but I with uh, you know uh, uh, Kevin Feige working, you know, working at the helm of the Marvel Studios. Yeah, has sort of I think probably taken the high road in a certain respect. And he's kind of, and not necessarily sticking to the source material, you know, not staying true to the comic or whatever, but I mean, but black widow was never really She's kind of a side side character. Yeah. And, and probably performs better that way, which is, which I mean, that kind of, and I'm always like that in the comic books, never, you know, always a bridesmaid, never the bride, which is probably for the best. She was nev- never really meant to be her own standalone. She probably could, maybe, but is suited best in there. It's sort of like uh, back in 19, I'm going to say 1999, or maybe early 2000s, um, like the the, uh, the character Gambit yes. got his own comic, his own title comic book. Poor. Really? Sucked. It was terrible. He's he, he's Johnny Depp. He's Johnny Depp in uh, basically he's the equivalent of Johnny Depp in the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah, not really meant to be good the, as a the star. Good as good as the background because he's bright, flashy, and pink. But as soon as you put him in the uh, yeah, because, the because stuff like that is better served as subplots and to advance storylines, not to be the star of the show. You know, which I mean, it's sort of it would make sense to give you know like. From again, from the producer standpoint, oh, that should be a guaranteed moneymaker. But it sometimes that's always that's not the best road. To I mean, take. hell, look at uh, look at how horribly the Wolverine movies have done. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, and he was he's got a like the the Wolverine comics have actually had their own standalone. Yeah, he had his series. own. Yeah, he had his own standalone title too. But it was always, but Wolverine was always at his best when it was always Wolverine was working with other people. You know, when there was someone else leading and Wolverine was sort of like that wild card. That's what made the team great. That's what made Wolverine great. That's what made the dynamic Because he was the cool guy who wears a leather jacket and smokes and says naughty words. Yeah. But, but like, you know, compare, like you compare him to other members of his team, like like Cyclops, for instance. Yeah. That is the baseline. You know, this clean cut, you know. All-American. Yeah, pretty much like this this all-American clean cut boy. You know, certainly a real, real straight shooter, no nonsense. And then you get you put him right next to this, this total like wild card. Never know exactly what he's gonna do. Is he gonna go berserk? Is he gonna go stab somebody? Or is he just gonna, you know, read a Playboy and smoke a cigar and maybe kick back <laughs> a six pack of Pabst Blue Ribbon? You know, you don't know. And that's part of what made him great. That's part of what made that whole thing great. And so it's sometimes better not to give certain characters their own movie. Even though it would sort of be justified at a certain standpoint. Okay. There you go. All right, I said my piece. <laughs> okay. you, you, can, you can get off that soapbox. Okay, I'm, okay Joe. yeah. All there right. you go. I, I think I made the point there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, also, going on in entertainment news. Uh, let's see here. No big shocker here. IMDb reports that the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 is set to make about 100. 
you know, at a, at a, a high cap, $150 million on his opening weekend. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty. That's a pretty safe bet. That's a pretty safe bet, especially considering that it's not really going up against... No, there really isn't much, much else any, coming out in yeah, the next well, few months that are making me go, Oh, I gotta see that! And quite, and quite frankly, I mean, that's smart on everybody else's part, because like, if anyone's yeah, releasing is- a movie... I mean that's like almost a death sentence. Yeah, I mean I like maybe a Nolan Batman movie could have uh, could possibly fight up against it. Yeah, if they had yeah, like let, let's say like the Dark Knight Rises were to come out that same weekend. Yeah. That one would be that, a tough that call. would be that would be a nice little uh, nice little battle of the uh, battle of the fans there. Yeah. Right there. So that that, that one would have been a really tough call. Really fun to watch the people in line. <laughs> Put them right next to each other. Yeah, I know, right? No, 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 no. Midnight oh, 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 oh! This would just be awesome. So episode seven comes out at the same time as uh, Star Trek three. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh! I would, I would, I wouldn't even go to see the movie. I would go to watch the riots. Just set up a lawn chair and have your popcorn oh, ready. Oh, J.J. Abrams, I know you've got your finger on both of those uh, buttons. Do it. <laughs> do it. Seriously. Just do it. That would just be awesome. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think J.J. Abrams was that mean spirited. I no, he's not. But still. Oh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I just. Oh. Is it a? Uh, Totally giving you. I, I gotta, I gotta sit back for a second. That just, just the thought of that just <laughs> makes me just all kind of tingly inside. Uh, okay, um, let's see here. Uh, so the fifth season of Game of Thrones is still kind of a ways away, but uh, everyone who's still on the cast uh, actually just got big raises, and they've extended their contracts to go on through season seven. No word on it to actually who is going to live that long. <laughs> so just saying, but it, it, yeah, it, it was uh, it's actually just uh, confirmed on TV Overmind. Well, I was talking about that, uh, talking about Game of Thrones. There's uh, that little Telltale uh, games uh, that uh, you know they're they're trying to do like a mm. a Walking Dead style uh, mm. Game of Thrones uh, uh, game. Yeah, they game still. Of- they still Walking haven't. Dead. Yeah. Oh, Walking Dead episode one. I'm. I still need to finish oh, that. I know. That, oh. that actually just came out on uh, Xbox Live Arcade. Really? Yes. I can. Yeah. I. Uh, I actually got it for my Xbox One. That's a great. It, it's, it's. I have. I already had it on Steam. Yeah. Because it was like it was only like five dollars. So uh-huh. it, it was dirt cheap, and that's why I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I'll, I'll go for it. Five bucks. What am I throwing away? See, here, if, it, right? see if it's worth the hype. It yeah, is. Oh my gosh. It is. I, okay, I haven't honestly, really seen. I haven't seen much about episode uh, episode two yet. Oh my god! But I've got enough to do, uh, to like. I've got like maybe two episode or two uh, chapters to finish. Okay, game of spoilers. So game of spoilers here for anyone who hasn't played the game. I am totally not sorry because if you haven't played it by now, what's wrong with you? And it's also been out for a few years. So. Yeah, it's, it's been out for a while. But oh my gosh, the, like everything builds up to this perfect end. Like and you know, we'll put it, it, it in that, and nothing. Well, and nothing is lost in the Xbox Live version. Yeah. Like I mean, just you know, they, it changes how they no inter- no information interface. is lost from chapter to chapter. Yeah, nothing is. You know, there's it, it's like it's like almost a I would I would say like a, a perfect translation. There's no changes that they had to make. To and it's even like I, I believe it's still like like even Connect compatible for some reason. But I'm like I don't even use my Connect anymore. I, so I, there you go. I, but I mean, great move though. Great move on Xbox. 
on on Microsoft part to acquire something like that for their Xbox Live. Oh my god. Well, gosh. you know, it's been PlayStation Network for so many years. They they they, they can give it to you now. Yeah, they can give it to you. Yeah. So good move, but oh my gosh, though, like that 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 the ending. Nothing will beat the ending to that game. Nothing, nothing cuz here's the thing cuz like The Last of Us very sad. But yes. not The Walking Dead sad. No. You know, um I've already got I've already got inklings of what the ending is like, but uh you know, yeah. Yeah, you know, um I'm just I'm um, I'm wanting to have the the, the weight of uh, what happens that mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure is going to happen. I want to have that weight just hit me full hard oh, on. Red Dead Redemption, pretty sad. But uh, not Walking Dead sad. No. You know, Mass Effect. That that sad. really that really the end of but, the but end not of Walking Dead sad. The end of uh, of Red Dead Redemption. You kind of expect him to get just get gunned down. Yeah, see but that and that's part of what made it sad. Like he was trying so hard. You know, uh, um to, Oh gosh, James Marston, I think is the name's character. James Marston mm. was the character's name, but anyways, but you know he, he was trying so hard not yeah. to not to have it happen, but it ends up happening. Yeah, it ends up happening anyways. Yeah, because so, you, know, you know, and, and you know, it brings up questions of you know, like you know, is this his destiny? That is, it was was it supposed to end that way? For it was him? inevitable. Yeah, and so you know, but like Walking Dead, like it, it like it really does seem like you. Um, Oh gosh, no, I can't remember the character's name. I can't remember the for the life of me. I had it right on the tip of my tongue. I was about to bring it and up. And now it's gone. Emery. Is that his name Emery? I don't think so. Or Carl? No. no. Okay, no. Anyways, but anyways, but you're you're spending it's, this entire it's, game. It's what ha- it's what happens when you're trying to uh, it's what's happening because you're trying to spoil it for me. Okay, and, so you, and the fates are the fates are are are, are damning you for trying to spoil prob- it. Probably maybe. Me. But anyways, but you're you're trying to, you're trying so hard not to, to. yeah, and it, and it looks like you might actually get through it, and then it's like oh no heartbreak, it really is it, it's so heartbreaking. And the fact that season two star your the main character is Clementine makes mm-hmm. you kind of understand what how it ends up. Yeah, but I still I like I want to have like the the events that 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 that, that caused this. I still want to have that. Mm-hmm. Because there's there there were certain events in uh, in the game that we talked about earlier today, Spec Ops Online, where I kind of I kind of spoiled it for myself, and it kind of ended up kind of stealing the punch from the uh, the mm-hmm. event itself. Yeah, and so I mean, and that that goes back to the whole the benefit of having the, a strong single player yeah. storyline campaign. And you can't have a strong like it's really really hard it to have does a sort of strong really... story driven um, game if. It's multiplayer. Um, as yeah, as good by of a, and large, as yeah. good of a story as Bio or as uh, not, not Bioshock, but as good of a good of a because yeah, Bioshock had a great story, but as good of a show, uh, story as uh, Borderlands Two had, it's still not as good as Bioshock. Um, I would yeah, it's, it's probably it's not as good. It's good. It's good. not it's, not to say that it's bad. It's it's uh, still yeah. it's good. But it's like, but it's good for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, and because because that that's, sort of, that's like comparing. Not good on the same, it's not good on the same levels as how Bioshock story was. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it is. Yeah. No, I'm just. But it's like, but it, what was you're you're analyzing the same element for different reasons, or we're analyzing the same the same aspect, the yes. same thing, the story, and we're using like different fruits to compare the two. Yes, they're fruits, but they're different fruits. 
because you know Borderlands, for instance, you know was very comical. Yeah, it did not take itself seriously in and, any aspect because let's say Bioshock was very serious. Was very very serious, and so and so both achieve what they're looking for using two different methods. But as achieve. far as but as far as actual story goes, as far as actual like plot, character development, and character arc, mm-hmm. I would have to say point goes to Bioshock. Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. Close one, I would say. It's a close one. Not neck and neck, but close. It's not the, yeah, okay. All right. If you don't want to give it to us, cool. Again, this still is you know, coming from a person who hasn't gotten past the first big town. Okay. So, <laughs> All right. I've gotten so, past the ice level, Yeah. which sucked. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in the, the, that second town that's like used to be a ship and... It's got a shield, and the guy keeps on shooting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten. Past oh, it, there. Get, it gets it gets pretty good. I'm, yeah, okay. it, it, it gets crazy good. And it's like I, anyway, I keep on like but... I keep on like I should probably play it. And I'm like eh, I don't want to, because mm-hmm. I, I guess it's the vehicle mechanics kind of turn me off to it. But... Yeah, the ve- the vehicle mechanics I will admit are a little clunky, and really you don't really get the most out of vehicles unless you're playing with multiple people. And that's probably what's going on with it is. Yeah, because it's kind of nice when you have a jeep full of, you know, full of gun toting hey, maniacs. Look, red hot chili peppers. <laughs> oh, all right. We need some rolly chairs. That way, we need some rolly chairs. We need some like some cushions. Yeah, like executive chairs. Yeah, maybe like a. Maybe we like roll one of those out every week. Massagers. Oh, actual shiatsu, like like not just Mister massage, like the little rolly massages. Yeah, yeah. Actual masseuse. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. That's what we need to do with our payroll. That's what we need. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We'll add that into our uh, our, our list we'll, of benefits. We'll that put we that. We'll put that into pay the cash. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> because we have so much of that. So, so now that we've gone on and on and on about the uh, extolling the benefits of a story-driven game, now let's get back to what's uh, the real, I guess, the real meat and potatoes of. Playing a game. Yes, uh, we got. Uh, we yeah, it's uh, we've got uh, just a little half over half hour. Uh, twenty five. Yeah, it's twenty five past the hour. Twenty five right past now? the hour. So it's you know we're coming up to the end of it. Should we uh, should we get started on that old uh, Gamer Forge Dude, thing? Let's roll it out. All righty. So Gamer Forge is going to be here. Right about yeah. So uh, so mark a tab in your little in your little track bar at the bottom. And of, of, bookmark this. Gamer Forge. Gamer Forge. This is the part that if you like, even if you didn't listen to any of it beforehand, which why why did you skip all of that beforehand? Yeah, that was Radio Gold wrong. right there. Yeah. So if you did that, you are wrong. But from this point on, mark it because now comes the Gamer Forge. All right. So this uh, Gamer Forge email comes from Rebecca. Hello, Rebecca. Welcome to Gamer Forge. Hello, Rebecca. Her question is, okay, DCR, help me out here. My group and I are dealing with Can a rather right nasty here. demon that has plagued a local village, and no matter what we do, we can't seem to kill the thing. Uh-huh. We are level 7 characters with some magical items slash weapons. However, we only seem to hurt it a little before it snags a local video- villager before flying off. We are a group of five, two warriors, a mage, a cleric, and a druid. Can you give us some help in defeating this demon? Uh-huh. Uh, my first answer to this question is actually another question. Which? That's me. Oh, that's you. Sorry. All right. What? Uh, uh, what uh, program or, or which uh, 
version are you playing? Are you playing 3.5? Are you playing 4? Are you playing Pathfinder? Are you playing 5th uh, um, edition? Uh, yeah, that does that does sort of make that a does make kind a of make things uh, things a little bit different. Yeah, because we gotta uh, we gotta kind of we gotta know at least a baseline of what we're working with. Um, otherwise, I mean, we I mean, as far as the generics go, so they're saying that this thing swoops in and takes villagers. It takes villagers, and I guess while they're while it's swooping in, they're trying to attack it and try to kill it before it takes a villager and flies away. Um, well, see here, well, my gut, as far as gameplay goes, if I was to go totally meta on this game, I would say, well, being an atheist myself, I would just disbelieve that the demon is there, because okay. demons don't exist. There we go. It's a fictitious being, so why is it there? So, utilizing Oof. disbelief, it will vanish. Yes. Yeah, utilizing healthy skepticism, you have made the <laughs> demon vanish full experience, because you actually became smarter for doing it. But, like, in in terms of the game... I mean, uh, first off, I would say probably take into consideration that that might actually be a plot point. Yeah. Maybe the maybe the fact that it is snatching up villagers and you're not able to stop it, it either means either A, you haven't figured out what its weakness is yet, or 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 B, um, you know, maybe maybe your dungeon master is actually trying to convey a sense of urgency. On this, so that way you're not taking all your time trying to draw up a co- you know a complicated flowchart as to what your plan is. Maybe it's time for you to do something because innocent people are dying. Or it could be another thing where your DM uh, doesn't quite know like the level of uh, of uh, how hard this thing is supposed to end up being, and he's mm-hmm. just throwing a demon because oh hey look I found a demon in the monster manual let's just throw it in there. Which is entirely possible because I mean, if there's one gripe that I had on uh, on the uh, fifth edition rules, which you can find on DungeonCallersRadio.com, is that the, the 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 codex of reading challenge ratings is a little. It's not not so much as clunky, but it's counterintuitive. It kind it's not what it's not what it looks like. And so it would be very easy to throw something at a group of a group of adventurers that you're not really sure how to do, or not not sure. End up throwing how. them a, throwing them a uh, a challenge that's actually be like a little too far out of your range. Because let, let's be real here, um, you know, Flagoon, you can kind of attest to this that like even you know by all accounts, you know, like you would think that you can handle for. Uh, what, um, not troglodytes. No, I can't remember the um, the lizard guys. No, I can't remember what they were. I want to say troglodytes, but I can't oh, remember what they were. Okay, but um, but it, but little guys. You would think that one level one character would be able to handle like two. Okay. Not necessarily the case. The 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 scaling of uh, of challenges is, is different now. Yes. And so, I mean, so I guess option C is it could be entirely possible that an error was made on the Dungeon Master's part. Which, I don't know, all three options sound kind of equal. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's, you're, you're kind of going to have to do some homework here. Yeah, because and, we, uh, cause if we're going to answer this question completely, we do need to know what system you're working in. Yes. Um, just because the... the, the hell, it could be Shadowrunners, Demons uh, and yeah, Shadowrunners. Yeah, that's very right? true. Um, by and large, yeah, they're 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 
demons are pretty much. Which I, I think with Shadowrun, you could actually use your metagame of uh, defeat through non-belief. I think so too. That would be kind of an interesting. I'm not, one. I'm not, I'm not entirely familiar with the the newest edition of Shadowrun. Oh, but, okay. But All right. Go, but that's so. Unfortunately, we won't be able to answer the question. I'm pretty sure to your satisfaction. So if you can bring us some more information, Rebecca, please, 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 please bring it back to info at DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. Yes. We'll answer it. All right. Our next email is we coming from. We will give you satisfaction. We will. We will give you closure. Yes. We're like double mint gum. We're like double yeah. satisfaction. Or uh, another good death, uh, another good hint is uh, throw dice at the DM. <laughs> it might not kill the demon. It will probably end up killing your character, and you can just roll up new characters and completely forget about the demon. That's very true. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, well, I'm not burdened with that anymore. Well. So. Yep. Level one character, here we go. All right, let's start again. Let me kill some kobolds. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Oh, yeah, kobolds, that's what they were. Kobolds. Kobolds. I thought okay. they were like dog people. They're kind of like dog dragon. Dog dragon. Dog dragon. Dog lizardy people. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, okay. <laughs> that's that's our, next, uh, our next email is coming from Jacob. Hello, Jacob. Jacob. Hello, Jacob. Jacob. Welcome to the, da- to the Dun- Gamer Forge. Uh, long listener of the Gamer Forge. I hope you're also a long listener of uh, Dungeon Crawlers Radio. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. Yes. <laughs> Comes part and parcel. Uh, anyway. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so this is my question for you. I am wanting to build a rather unique goblin character using Pathfinder rules. Okay. My stats are rolled as follows. A 12, a 9, a 10, an 8, a 14, and a 6. I want to build a goblin rogue assassin, but my stats are not high and my DM will not allow for any stat rerolls. Okay. Oh, and I need two flaws and a motivational goal for my character. Can you help me out here? Huh. All right. Can we? Can we ever? Do you look at me? Well, I I am very unknowledgeable of the Pathfinder. Oh, system, Pathfinder. Okay. So. All right. All right. All right. So, well. Let's let's look beyond the stats because the stats, yes, they will help you succeed in some of the things you will do. So you kind of have to think about how you're going to go about business, the business of killing people as an being assassin. an assassin. Yeah, um, dexterity. I mean, I would say first and foremost, max out your dexterity. Yes. Just because that's one you're going to be using probably more than anything. Yeah. So sink that fourteen into mm-hmm. the dexterity. And. And it might be really tempting to try to get something higher into your intelligence, but really your wisdom is where it's going to be at. Because you're going to need things like um, um, you're going to need things like uh, um, intuit direction and um, oh gosh, and like uh, spot and listen. Okay. And you're going to want to be as unpenalized as possible. Yes. As you can, given 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 these stats that you have, so um, so beyond that, really, um, step one, I, I would say, as far as strategy goes, make every shot count. So if you if you do not have the perfect kill shot, don't worry about attacking. Yeah. Do something else. You're all Do about, something else helpful, I should yeah, say. Your, your character should be all about just finding the optimal uh, angle of attack yeah. to get the maximum bonuses possible. Yeah, optim- optimizing every opportunity for for damage, and you know, and and basically, and sink it into like one perfect kill shot, and also finding ways to cheat. Yeah, poison poison works all yeah, lot. Circum- yeah, yeah, because there are ways to circumvent 
the ideas of damage. Things like poison can level the playing field. Yeah. And, you know, just because your character is weak physically does not necessarily mean that they are weak on Mm -hmm. the battlefield. It will just mean that they have to play to their strengths. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would probably think the 12 into wisdom, 10 into your your intelligence. So your guy is at least of average intelligence and will Mm -hmm. at least, you know, be able to think clearly. And then, you know... Yeah, I mean charisma. You, I mean, as a goblin, you don't have to be likable. Yeah, and you also you, don't have to be very strong either. No, because I mean, well, especially because a lot of the assassin weapons are finesse weapons. Yeah, and so, yeah, having high strength, yes, it'll help like your physical activities, such as like climbing, swimming, and jumping. Yes, but you don't necessarily need to have the high. Um, at that point, really, you just need to maximize whatever bonuses you can get. Yeah. So put in uh, you know whatever as many ranks as you can into it. If you have any kind of equipment bonuses available to you, utilize them. If you can make the circumstances go into your favor, yeah. Have, such your, as, have like, your equipment work for you. Yeah. You know if you have if you if you can find a less difficult place to climb, climb. If you can find a you know a better way, a faster way to to swim across somewhere, do it. If you if you don't have to jump as far, don't jump that far. You know, just, you know, I yeah. mean, it's okay to not go after the first challenge. You can just sort of say, it's like, oh, I'm going to find somewhere else. Or, hey, I've got this length of rope and a grappling hook. Rather than try to jump it, maybe I'll just swing. All yeah. right. So, yeah, make, so make make everything you can work for you. And, play, you know, and, uh, you know uh, accentuate your positives and hide your negatives. You know, make, make things like a low strength and a low constitution not matter. Because if nobody sees you, how can they hit you? Yep. There you go. I'm 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 gonna be uh, ste- uh, sneaking around in the shadows while the barbarians getting uh, uh, pummeled in the head in the head. Because I mean that's really what barbarians are for. Yeah. Is getting pummeled in the head while I'm just going for that optimal yeah. shot just to take them out in one quick hit. Yeah, and when you uh, and and here and a, and a helpful hint about you know sneaking, and this is what I've learned. Many, many, many times I've been able to demonstrate and have learned on the uh, through trial and error is that it's not necessarily so much about stealth; it's more about subtlety. Because if you just say I hide in shadows and just leave it at that, usually dungeon masters don't raise up much more of a fuss. Okay, you know the NPC, the NPC uh, uh, opponents don't look so hard for you. You know they're not. You know, because of, because the more of a big deal you make about sneaking, the more a DM is going to be inclined to want to find you. Yes. But if you just make it as subtle as you can, you know, and then, you know, when you blend into a crowd, you let other people take the spotlight, and then when the time is right, you just get that one, you know, you slit their throat or you poison them, and then you're gone because no one was ever looking for you in the first place. So there you go. That is how you can make a goblin assassin with, right. with lower than average stats so, work for you. He, the, he's wanting us to like get all the character things, uh, which you know it's kind of actually kind of fun to do this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's and, very true. Yeah, yeah. He's, going, he wants he's flaws. also wanting flaws. Uh, he needs two flaws and a motivational goal for the character. Okay. Um, I would say for the motivational goal for the character is to be the like. Hmm. Be the most renowned assassin of his uh, of his guild, perhaps. Just something something easy, something cliche. To have a, I mean that would that, that would be an easy cliche. I mean that would be an easy one to do. Yes. yes. 
That's a good, that, you know, that's a good easy one. If you can't think, if you don't think any of these other ones, yeah, go for the easy one because that's totally okay. It's yeah, totally go okay for to the take low, low hanging fruit. There's a reason why it's hanging so low. <laughs> I mean, uh, we can probably exp- we can take that maybe just a little bit further. Oh, oh, say- oh! His motivation is to build the ultimate uh, social network to uh, um, uh, help connect uh, college students to other colleges, colleges, and possibly steal them from. Steal the idea from some twins, some rich twins, who are possibly going to be rowing in the Olympics. Um, well, that's, I mean, that's a that's a legitimate goal. I mean, if they want to create a social network and in uh, Pathfinder, great. Go, go uh, the Zuckerberg route. Yeah, you could totally do that too. But I mean, but like, uh, I, I guess, I mean, as an assassin, you can probably ex- take the idea of having like, um, of. Uh, you know, gaining not just not just uh, renown, but just having having a reputation, because I mean, let's face it, a, a goblin assassin is not exactly intimidating. However, you can make it intimidating, because you know, imagine imagine you uh, you walk into a tavern and somebody spots like your trademark weapon or your trademark insignia or something like that, and suddenly everyone drops silent, and half the people run. That is how you know you've won. That's how you've made that goal. And so, I mean, so when you're making a motivational goal, make it something that you'll will have a tangible, a tangible. You, like you a, can actually you achieve can, it. Yeah, you can. Well, yeah, something that you you can't you can actually achieve, but you'll know when you've done it. All right. So you know, so set you know, have that clear because don't don't just say I want to be the best assassin. But say I want a repu- no, no, he, I want my reputation. It's not that he wants to be the very best, the, the best that there ever was. Mm-hmm. To to catch them is my test, but to train them is my cost. Mm-hmm. Yes, you could. Oh, but okay. you could also do that. Maybe maybe make that, it something that has nothing to do with being an assassin. Oh, maybe it, it could be. It could be to uh, bake the most delicious pie. There you go. You could you could you know and you, so you have to you have to invent like the tasty cake oven where you create all these magical cakes. And the, and the secret ingredient is love. <laughs> <laughs> love from a goblin. Yes. And uh, yeah, two flaws, you know, you can you can go for the easy ones and just be like, you know, one of my flaws is I'm, you know, weak in strength or weak in constitution. Yeah, I, I'm small in stature, small but in stature, small but, in stature, but big in heart. But, yeah. Yo, know, have that be a flaw. Maybe maybe you're maybe you're a little too generous. Maybe maybe sometimes you let really go. bad with his money. Yeah, or. or you're, or just, or just, or maybe you do have a kind streak. Maybe you like to atone for the people you kill, and so you, ju- you dinner, gener- you yeah, you're gonna assass- you're gonna assassinate the guy who uh, failed to pay his uh, guild dues, but you're gonna leave like a, a sack of gold for, for like the, the widow for the grieving widow. Yeah, yeah, you do. You know, you or you 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 leave something behind because you're trying to at least balance out the world. Or it could be or like how some, you feel. Or it could be something of the other thing where there's you know. It does not matter, you know, what the job is. You take it. Mm-hmm. That you're you're kind of a low life. You, yeah. You, t- you take whatever. You, you you'll just you'll just you'll just do it. If there's money, if it's if it pays, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. That that could also be one. Now let now this is one. Maybe this will be a fun one to explore. Right there. Uh, um. In the uh, hero, um. You saw this in the earlier editions, but like in the character creation process, you would come up with your own disadvantages. But there are. Four little letters that I always like to go to because it always provided all kinds of fun storytelling opportunities. DNPC, dependent non-player character. Anyone from a little brother or a sister to a lover to 
you know, uh, to a spouse, to, um, you know, um, to, to little old Aunt May. You know, ha- have someone there that you're, like, actually attached to for some reason. You know, like, like, let's say, like, like, let's say there's, there's, he's got a, there's, he's a, got a, nice, a twin, there's a nice... He's got a twin sister that uh, really means a lot to him. Yeah. Or, or maybe he's maybe he has eyes for some odd reason. Maybe he's got like eyes for that you know that uh, that kind lady who Does works in the bar. Does not speak common. Yeah, but but you but like say like for some reason that you know this character has eyes for that that nice lady who works at the bar, you know as at, at the tavern or something. Okay. And he's going to go out of his way to to make sure that that she's okay. So even to the point where he's dropping you know jobs in the middle of doing it, or maybe he lets. You know, maybe he takes up like a masked vigilante. Uh, he has a, he has a he has a, a loved one at ho- in the home area that you know he always has to go to yeah. her Christmas present, her, sure. her birthday party. Exactly. Yes. That, but and that's the sort star- of thing. A set of skills. Yeah. Makes uh, life makes life hell for people like them. And he will find them, and, and he, he will, will kill, kill them. them. But there you go. So and I mean, he's also Liam Neeson, so he's got <laughs> Liam Neeson as a goblin. All right, Li- Liam Neeson as a goblin. So yeah, there's there's a lot of little fun little avenues to go there. You know, there, when it comes to uh, building characters, the sky is the limit. Your imagination. Yeah, no, is... I mean, this is what just two of us came up with in like five minutes. Yeah. Imagine what you can do when you start uh, asking some of your friends around the gaming table for some extra ideas, you know, and 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 using those as like. Uh, Jumping off points. All right. Yeah, you know, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a really fun character, I think, coming up here. Yeah, and uh, it's you know, if you see something on TV that you like or character on TV, like you could make a character like one of the main characters from Mad Men. Sure, why not? And make and try to try to you know make your character kind of like that, where with those little little weird quirks. So now now I'm now I'm seeing Don Draper as a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can kind of see it. You know, he's got a you know glass of scotch in one hand and then a dagger in the dagger other. Dagger in the other. Yeah. Poison dagger in the other. Yeah. All right. So uh, thank you for that email. <laughs> yes. And our uh, last email is coming what? from already. Yeah, I know. It okay. comes from Evan. Hello, Evan. Welcome Hello, to the Gamer Forge. And he says, "Okay, quick question. Where is a good place to find rare and obscure role-playing games?" Um, how? How rare and how yeah, obscure. Yeah, how rare and how obscure are you wanting to go? Go to your local game store and just, you know, ask them, you know, ask the ask the owner. Cause they're, usually the owners of game stores are gamers themselves. Yeah. And they have been doing this for many, many years. And we'll know many, many obscure and weird uh, role-playing games out yeah. there. Uh, another good place to go would be uh, boardgamegeeks.com. Yeah, that's I a, mean, usually a good one. That that place you just you you put you type in role playing game, it'll bring up every single role playing game that's been uh, registered through them. Mm-hmm. And you know you'll be able to find a lot of really rare ones and rather, rather really just not normal. So, ones. Yeah, I mean I, I I'm wondering though if if uh, if you're looking for something like out of print. Because I'm sure there are, there are, there are plenty of games that are that are out of print. Yeah. Um. Not that you know. Well, no, I won't even I won't even mention that that method of trying to find something specific. Um. Let's see here. Um. See, drive through RPG is usually good if you're finding something current but yep. rare. Just because uh, a, a lot of indie developers put their stuff through there because they can't find like act like publishers to put it out, so yeah. they do it themselves. Um. 
And then usually, like, if you're finding something like derived from an act from like a from like a novel or some sort of literary source, usually you can contact the author, the original author of the or the or the author's estate, and you can probably find the product through them. Yeah. Because chances are pretty good they still own some pieces of. Whatever the product is, yeah. and then you know, there's uh, you know, there's crowdfunding uh, sites that you know people put their brand new, never been heard of, never been uh, test played uh, RPG out all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just go to Kickstarter and look at their games, like ninety percent of them are going to be role playing games of some sort. Yeah, that's going to be you know, book and pa- uh, book and pen and paper, mm-hmm. where you're you know you're you're just going off of your own imagination, and it's going to be it's going to be yeah it's going to be obscure it's going to be new, you're yeah. going to be the first one playing it. You might be able to get in on beta testing as well, mm-hmm. so you could actually have your own opinion matter for the creation of this game. Yeah, it really just depends on how far you're willing to look. Yeah, and how much headache you're willing to deal with because like uh like for a lot of the obscure. Out of print games. There's a reason why they're obscure and out of print. Yeah, because they, because a lot a lot of games, especially during the um, early to mid 90s, a lot of companies went out of business, and a lot of games had to be pulled. You know, ended up kind of fading from the shelves because there was really not a market yet. Yeah. And so, and and there there were a lot of games based on that were like um that were derivative from like source materials. That were you know from popular franchises. Yeah. You know that it would would have made a lot of sense, but because the 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 idea of game mechanics hadn't quite evolved to the point to allow for some of the you know to allow for more complete um, more complete creation both in the world and for individual characters, um, sort of got lost on a lot of. Um, it, it sort of drove a lot of people off because they couldn't do whatever they wanted. Um, a notable example was a um, there was a game from oh my gosh I cannot remember the publishing company. I want to say it was called um, I think it was called like uh, Red Ronin Press, but I might be way wrong on that one, so don't quote me on that. Um, but there was a, an, a role playing game based off of the movie Aliens. All right. Yeah. Freaking awesome movie. Yeah. You would think that it would be a freaking awesome role-playing game. You'd think it would. Wrong. No. No. The game mechanic was uh, like the you, the whole the the creation process, the game mechanic, everything because you know because everyone was trying to not be Dungeons and Dragons at that time. Oh, so they were like it was D8 based. It was. It was. It was. They had charts, all kinds of slide charts for everything. You couldn't. You 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 had to start as a space marine. You 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 couldn't do a lot of things that these days in a role playing game are we almost take for granted. Yeah. You know because the customization is so thorough. You know uh, you know come base, effectively come around you know the two thousand two thousand one when third edition hit shelves. Third edition Dungeons and Dragons hit shelves. Suddenly the possibilities became endless. Yeah. You know, and you didn't have to be a D twenty based game because there were a lot of other there were some there were some other games that were kind of coming up. Um, the second edition of Star Wars was like D six based, and yeah, um, and the, you know that preceded it by you know by some years. The artwork was terrible, but you know the 
<laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that artwork was terrible in those books. You know, but there were there were some other games that were starting to come up that were not Dungeons and Dragons, and so they were starting to show that you didn't have to be that system and not and and be limited. And so, unfortunately, you know, so like the Aliens RPG faded pretty much from faded into almost complete obscurity. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's still possible to find like PDFs. You can you can get them just about in any 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 place that sells um, RPG PDFs. You could probably find it for like a buck ninety nine or something like that. You know, scope it out and at least see what history looked like. You know, and and then and then bemoan what you know the us old people had to deal with back then. <laughs> because I was absolutely sold on the idea. I'm like, oh man, that is my favorite movie ever. I am so gonna love this RPG. How in the hell do I play this? That that was that that, that would be my review. That would be my entire review. It would just be like three sentences long. How do you do this? How do I do this? Uh, yeah, I a like lot it. of it makes. I think it makes sense. Like if you read individual pages, that's, it that's makes sense. Kind of how I but am with a uh, RPG. I've been trying to uh, review is. I'm about halfway through it, and I still have no idea how to roll my character up. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, like it, I can see that there's really like ample large amounts of. Uh, you must be playing alternative. Um, I'll show you after the show. Okay. But yeah, there's <laughs> you know you can see that there's my raids of that's, ways to like 100% uh, um, help your character uh, not help your character but create a custom character as for yourself. But uh, as far as uh, how to roll it, I have no idea. You have zero ideas. Yes. And wretched wretched clues. So there. So, I, so I hope we helped you. Uh, yeah, hopefully those are some good good places to start looking. But you know, I mean, because I don't want to just say do a Google search for obscure RPGs because to, you know what, you're gonna find some stuff you wish yeah, you you're, would not you're gonna find something that's like hentai based. Yeah, you're. You, oh my gosh, don't even get me started. Black book RPG. Yeah, don't. Yeah, no. So do, yeah, do not start by doing a Google search for obscure RPGs. You will not like what you find. It's like looking into the abyss and seeing it wink back at you. Oh. Madness ensues. Yeah, so, then, then you become a reaver. And then... Evan, I would, I would just say go to a game store and talk to the game owner and yeah. you know get well, their get their opinion. Yeah, that, that, that's usually I would. I mean, for the most part, that's usually a good idea. But I would say go to a game store you trust. Yes. Because... Some of them will just try to sell you whatever's on the shelf. Yes, that's true. Um, my own my own experience is that some, some you know, I mean, know who know who it is you're trying to deal with. Because there are some, some game store owners here who are really into certain things. And they will do anything oh, to well, get you, just, you You just play Warhammer. Warhammer is great. Yes. There nobody's go. nobody's going to play this one, but if you play Warhammer, you're going to have a thousand friends that are going to be playing Warhammer. But what if I don't like miniatures? Well, that's what Warhammer is all about. Is you just get it, 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 you you start liking them, but and I that becomes not... a problem. Yeah, see, and there you go. So I mean, I would say I'd say go with uh, you know start by going to a game store that you you trust. Go you know if you have a rapport with with the owners or or the employees, and you. You you've generally been led down the good paths with them, and I'd also say you know I mean definitely take a poll of your friends, and see if there's if there are certain ones because you can you refine your search, 
you know, before you start searching. Yeah. If there's something specific you're looking for, that'll make the search a whole lot easier. And so, like, if you and your friends are looking for a certain, like, let's say you wanted, like, a, a pulp-era role-playing game. Start with that. Search down, you know, you know look up pulp-era role-playing games and see what comes up. Because, like, um, you know, I, I go to this one, but, like, the Hero 6 edition has an excellent pulp-era setting. Yeah. The, the, source, the source book Pulp Hero is freaking awesome. Okay. Is an excellent source book. You can and you can like you can effectively apply that source book to just about any game. Any almost all of the um any of the champions books from uh um from Hero yeah. are well worth um investing in just because the data contained within yes it does, you know, like the statistical stuff applies only to their game, but it's way more than just the statistics of putting that certain character in your game it's about how you actually apply that character to your setting whatever it is and so like um so books like like i said pulp era or pulp hero post-apocalypse hero um every man is an absolute essential like seriously go out and spend the i think it's like 29.99 these days yeah. But spend twenty nine ninety nine, and you will never get rid of that book again you will keep it you will have your dungeon masters book your player's handbook and every man <laughs> that'll be like the one book that does not it, like it doesn't I uh, like I seriously I used every man for my Star Wars game okay because the, because it's about how you because it teaches um, it, it gives you a lot of insight on how how not just to not just what the NPC is but how NPCs apply to everything else so there you go all right. There you go. Some some essentials that you should really look into. RPG essentials, every man. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And then post apocalypse hero. Cause I that, love that you one. know, and you know, what you could also try doing homebrew your own game. Oh. Uh, if you if feel, you're in if you want to jump down that rabbit hole. Yeah. I I myself I myself would not do that. I can see why people a lot of people try to do it, but. Trust me, it is much harder than it sounds. Yeah, I tried homebrewing my own little thing, and it turned into a monster. Yeah. But uh, you know what? It you know if it it really just depends on you know your level of interest into the actual game itself. So you know, take it for that. Thank you again, uh, Evan and Jacob and. Rebecca. Rebecca, for sending in your emails. And again, if you ever have any questions, if anybody has any questions about uh, about their games, or they you know have something that's going on in their in their game that just kind of is stumping them, give us a give us an email. Send us an email info dungeoncrawlersradio dot com. Mark it as as GamerForge, and we will get your question live on the show, answered by the masters. Of disaster. Of disaster. Uh, no, that's <laughs> no. Yeah. We're just masters. The masters ourselves. Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Yeah, that's us. Uh, join us next week. And I... always, always stay for, stay away from Alternity. That game is terrible. Alternity. Alternity is bad. Ugh. Okay. It's just yeah, just uh, makes my brain hurt just thinking about it. All right. Anyways. So uh, stay tuned uh, next week. We yeah, have... check us in next week. I um... don't know who we have next week. Yo, give me just a second here. Uh, All right. He'll, he's going to check it out, see what he can find. 
I'm looking Let's at look a, up at dentistfathersradio.com because apparently I don't pay attention to our own calendar. Neither do I. <laughs> okay. We're okay. bad hosts. I know we kind of are. We um, kind of let we kind of let Revan like uh, spoil us. Yeah, I think we did actually. Come to think of it, <laughs> we, we really did. We we gave our we we surrendered way too much power. <laughs> okay. Right, yeah, it's not it's not coming up on uh, on the uh, on the thing, but there will be a show next week, as always. Let's see here. So uh, November. Uh, so next week we will have um, we'll have the fun folks over at uh, Fantasy Con. Awesome. Be, yep, they'll be giving us a scoop on all of their activities because they've got a lot of stuff. Fantasy Con having stuff going on. Never. Never. And then uh, stay tuned on November 13th because we will have author Shelley MacArthur uh, on the show with us. And then finally on the 20th. Oh, okay. We don't know that far yet, actually. I thought we were going to have something. But we've got stuff going on. Yep. And then on the 27th will be uh, Thanksgiving. So hopefully you will be eating lots of food that week. So um, thank you for uh, tuning in with us. Thank you again to Epic Puzzles and Games, West Valley City, Utah, and Lehigh, Utah, for being our uh, being our wonderful host this night. And then we will see you back next Thursday. Until next time, good night, Salt Lake. Good night, world. And as always, please get more from your games. Join us. Uh, wow. <laughs> I didn't have much chance, so I just die, yeah. grabbed the first quote from Evil Dead. All right. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.